Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With money and haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank, making commercial banking personal. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, obviously this morning we've been talking about DeMar Hamlin and uh, him collapsing on the field and and CPR uh, bringing him back and then being rushed to the hospital and and all of the, the, um, the, you know, kind of reaction to that and everything we've seen and how the league handled it and what what it means moving forward, etc. How did you... How did you take in the game last night, and, and what were your thoughts on what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my thoughts right now are, it sounds like, um, you know, the medical personnel there <clears throat> did an extraordinary job um, treating him immediately there and then getting him to the hospital. And so hopefully there's some good news for him uh, and his uh, family and teammates and you know, all the players around the league that have expressed so much concern for him, but just a, you know, terrible sight because you, you, uh, you see the guy get up and then you see him collapse and you don't, you don't know what to, uh, what to think. And I, and I thought that, uh, you know, television did uh, a decent job handling uh, an unscripted uh, situation. There's no, uh, there's, there's no play-by-play school you can go to for that, right? No, absolutely. They handled things in a responsible manner as they, as they happen in real time. Chaotic situation, a lot of confusion, Brad. And, you know, everyone is going to have a reference point in their memory. This reminds me of this or this reminds me of that. You've seen some scary situations at Bears games. The Johnny Knox incident comes to mind, a guy who was – you know, hurt pretty badly. I don't know if it matches certainly what happened last night, but where did your mind go when you saw everything unfolding last night the way that it did? Yeah, I just, you know, you just think about those situations where the guy leaves the field and then it's not, it's shortly thereafter you, you positive news starts to trickle in, but this uh, was, was kind of different than that. And um, the... Uh, 
emotion and expression showed by the players from both sides as uh, kind of the minutes ticked away there it was uh, it was really it was really surreal and it, and it put football you know for the for the time being in the back seat yeah and um you know we were talking a little bit about kind of the you know again you know you, you want to be respectful about it um Demar Hamlin's health is of utmost importance but there is also the concern the emotional health of the players that effectively watched a teammate die uh, in a game and be revived and and come back and now in critical condition so I don't know how you finish that game. I don't know how the timing of that would work out. I don't know how you would go about it. And yet, you know, we know that Buffalo at 12-3, and three, uh, if they went out, they would have had the home field advantage. Now you wonder about how you're going to how you're gonna finish that game. Can you finish that game? Can you go through? I think they've, they've got to finish the game. They do? You know? Okay. When, I, when do I, you play then? Tomorrow? I, yeah. I, well, that's the – yeah, that's the that's the big I don't know. Do you, uh, I, I guess the only possible thing in play would be do you do you wipe out the uh, the week the extra week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl? Right. It's two weeks. Do you, do you reduce that uh, to one? Uh, because if you're not going to do that, you almost have to play the game uh, t- tomorrow night, right? I don't think they're in any position I, to do that, Brad. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. You're not going to put these players wait, wait, back wait, on the wait, field. Which one, do, which one doesn't make sense? Playing tomorrow night. You, you can't play tomorrow night. You can't bring the team back to Cincinnati okay. after what they endured. Well, then when are they going to? I don't think they play okay, it. I, then. I, I, well, then when do you play the Patriots, right? I mean, I'm just saying, let's say it just it's, it turns it in. Can you play on a Wednesday and then come back on a on a Sunday or Monday, sure. right? Okay. Sure. Under ordinary yeah. circumstances, perhaps this, these were not ordinary circumstances. What happened last night? Okay. Well, was I mean, okay. Then you then you've got to then you've got to knock out that week between the the extra week between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl, right? And move everything I, back. I, yeah. Maybe. Well, well, no, you can't move the Super Bowl. No, like, no. There, I'm saying no the, the games. Like you'd give yourself another week. Then I know the Super Bowl's locked in. But instead yeah. of playing the championship games on January 29th, you would then play them the first week of February. I guess. Uh, I'm just asking. I, I guess. Okay. I guess, right? It, and then you try to play this game like the. Uh, I, 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 well, this is just speculation, but to me, you, you have to play the game. You can't give. I don't think you can give the Bengals a win for being ahead seven to three in the first quarter. Right. And I, I don't think you give both teams a tie. I I think you have to play the game uh, at some point, and that's with full respect to uh, Hamlin, his family, his health, and that situation. I mean, I, I think the players would recognize that too that the the game's the game has to be completed. Yeah, I don't I don't agree. I, I think with due respect to Demar Hamlin, you don't know what his status is as we sit here this morning. We're encouraged. So are you going to are, so, are the are the bills are the bills going to play this coming Sunday then? Dave? Yeah, still play Sunday because Sunday is not today or tomorrow. It, it Sunday is okay, a but, reasonable amount of time so, that you can prepare as you would have prepared ordinarily to play Sunday against so, the opponent that they're uh, supposed to play. So, not go back to Cincinnati. Brad, the, the scenario would be you would play on. You wouldn't go back. You would just move forward, and then if if Kansas City wins and, and play, Buffalo wins. 
then you flip a coin between those two teams to determine who has home field advantage. So So, so Dave's saying you just don't even play the game. I'm saying you don't even play the game. Okay. And I guess that's a possibility too, but I I don't – man. Only because, Brad, I just don't see how it's conceivable in this in this calendar week to do that, and I don't think you're going to move games okay, off what, week what about, So you're are you comp- so so you are just completely discounting the idea of uh, reducing the time between the conference championship games and the Super Bowl from two weeks to one week. You're you're throwing that idea out the window too. I'm saying that I don't know if I'm throwing it out the window, but it doesn't necessarily appeal to me because I don't know that you have to do okay, that. Okay, well we'll go with your plan then. <laughs> I'm just you guys asked me. You guys asked me. I threw out two possibilities. <laughs> but it's it's the kind of conversations that they're having at the league right. level this morning, right? Because they have to have. Uh, and the, whatever they come up with, there are there's going to be people unhappy with the result. Brad, it, to me, it's just this: it, we we come out of last night with an overwhelming response that we care about the player, and we our thoughts are with the player, and that's appropriate in my view. I don't know how you go from there to let's play a game tomorrow night back in Cincinnati. I just don't know how you do that. I. <clears throat> That's what these guys signed up for, right? All right. Well, let me ask you this, Brad. Let me ask you this. Does Vegas know something that that we don't know? Because I saw you tweet out that that game opened as a pick'em, and now the Vikings are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and and the total is at 45.5. I'm just curious, when you look at the Bears and their situation, does that mean Justin Fields isn't playing? And if that's the case, wouldn't it be about 12 points? <laughs> no, I, I I mean, our buddy Joe Fortenbaugh could probably address that better at the end of the week, but I don't think Justin Fields, I, maybe he, ah, boy. I mean, it's a bad offense. Typically, when, when there's a move, even with a quarterback, it doesn't move the line that much, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be. It could be a reflection of a couple things. One, uh, the the field's information yesterday that Eberflus introduced the idea that maybe he doesn't play after pretty clearly stating Sunday in Detroit that he would play. And the idea that may, maybe the Vikings um, are a little more motivated uh, to play this week, even though uh, the opportunity for Minnesota to get the two-seed seems um, very slim because it would require not only a victory, but the uh, sinking Arizona Cardinals going into San Francisco and upsetting uh, the 49ers. Arizona's in a terrible situation right now. The Cardinals have used four starting quarterbacks in the last four games. And, um, yeah, I, I, I can't wrap my mind around the people who think that the Vikings have to go all out for the possibility to get two seed two seed does not involve a buy. I do understand you get, you would get an extra home game over the three seed uh, when you're, when you're going to be relying on Arizona uh, springing an upset uh, on the, on the 49ers. I mean, the, that Cardinal outfit is they're, they're checked out uh, in the desert. So, on Sunday, Matt Eberflus sounded like Justin Fields would play in the finale. It sounded like he was looking forward to that, and there's a record to be broken and all these things. 
it sounded like that was the way that the Bears would go. On Monday, 24 hours later, somebody sounds like they might have gotten to him because he left the door open uh, more than just a little bit that Justin Fields would sit out the finale. He would be, you know, look at his health. And what do you think happened between Sunday night and Monday afternoon? I mean, well, you could speculate that there was a conversation between the coach and the GM. Um, listen, with Fields on the field, right, with, with Justin Fields playing, they haven't been able to win in a long time. They're in a nine-game losing streak, eight of those with uh, him as the starter, right? There was the one uh, Trevor Simeon experience. So, uh, but the, they may well have had a conversation. You know, I, I don't. I think they're going to have a little bit of a difficult time selling it as a health-related move uh, w- when we know he doesn't have an injury that would prevent him um, from from being out there. You know, to have a little transparency, call it what it is. If if you want to um, evaluate uh, Nathan Peterman, who uh, has had four career starts, none since uh, 2018, I believe that final one. <laughs> Did come against the Bears, and then um, you know Tim Boyle, uh, three career starts, all of them uh, last season as a member of the uh, Detroit Lions. I got to tell you, Bigsy, I laughed aloud at your tweet, which said the Vikings could be resting players eyeing wild card round of playoffs. Bears could be resting players eyeing week one of 2023 preseason. <laughs> uh, it, it, like there's just. You get this. There's this. Some people have this view. You need to rest Justin Fields so he doesn't get hurt. Like that's the most fatalistic approach to watching football I can think of. I, like, I mean, well, he's got to be out there. And Fields hasn't done anything to get this sort of um, treatment that that you're not giving others. He's he's played in. 27 games with 25 starts, and he's got 4,100 yards passing. Like, he's – and they've got to get better around him. I fully realize that. Uh, But Justin Fields hasn't arrived where he gets some kind of treatment that you're not extending uh, to other players in the locker room, in my opinion. Did you hear that same kind of – I don't want to say doubt even, but I think that when Ryan Poles talked to Jeff Joniak before the game on WBBM and we talked about the clip this morning, he said he's shown ability to make a ton of plays with his legs. No one questions his playmaking ability, but really growing as a passer is going to be the next step. That's essentially what you're saying. If there's steps to be made, progress that you can see, why not give him one more opportunity to make some? Yeah, and I think I think the coaches feel that way too. That um, these are experiences that they cannot um, replicate in the off season. You know, you can you can come up with different drills, and you can have a uh, scoreboard clock on the sideline at practice. You can do all sorts of different things to try to simulate game action um, in the off season. You can't do that early in the off-season program, but you can get to that point, and um, you, you can't get what he sees in a game. So if they don't play him, I think it's pretty clear that they want to lock in a top-two pick. Um, they're currently uh, in the top four, and um, you know we'll, we'll see. They also talked about health-related decisions involving others. 
you know, if you're reading between the lines, maybe they're suggesting that they've got a number of injuries on the offensive line where they aren't comfortable playing them. We'll see if uh, Eberflus um, is uh, ready to provide a little clarity to the situation tomorrow uh, when the players return to practice. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a fascinating thing to watch because I do I do agree with what you're saying that and, and it, that's finishing your tweet. It was a uh, it, it would be a calculated play for the for no worse than the number two pick if the, if indeed they are resting players or sitting players down because they have they just have to finish out the season. Um, does it matter given this group and and given how many of them are coming back? Does it matter if they have the same sort of broken performance in the finale that they had um, last week. I mean, that Brad, on the post-game show, it's the first time I really heard fans angry because it wasn't like, oh, well, look what Justin did. Who cares if you win or lose? I think it was more of this, what the heck was that? Yeah, I, I, I don't, does it matter in the big picture? No. Right. I, but I understand the reaction from fans because the the – you know, it was uh, it just looked non-competitive after the first two offensive possessions. They couldn't stop Detroit really at all, right. and um, it, the, a lousy Lions defense just stifled the Bears. So um, it, it's uh, a credit to their ability to be in a lot of close games earlier in the season, right? And and we've talked about it for weeks. You know, one-score losses, fourth quarter. Uh, games that were tight, Miami, the first uh, Detroit game, you know, they heck, they led the Packers going into the fourth quarter. Um, we, we know all of that. Injuries have mounted since then, and um, it's, it's, made a, uh, it's made a struggling football team worse. Uh, but, you know, let, let's not make the Vikings into a juggernaut here. This looks like a... Uh, a team that's not quite as good uh, as its record and um, obviously hit a uh, speed bump last week in Green Bay. Uh, so, you know, if, if Fields was out there, if they put him out there, I'm I'm curious to see, you know, how he can finish. You, you're kind of interested to see if he could get the record. Uh, you know, look at the list of Bears players that have rushed for 1,200 yards. And it's it's not real long. Jordan Howard was the last one to do it. Um, there's there's only I think four guys have done it since Walter Payton. It was Neil Anderson, uh, Thomas Jones, Matt Forte, and and then Jordan Howard. Wow. Uh, so if he's able to get Lamar Jackson's record, which is just north of 1,200 yards. He joined that group of uh, players as well. Quickly, Brad, did you understand the distinction Matt Eberflus drew between being cleared for pro- for concussion protocol as Dante Pettis was, and yet not being cleared to play? Um, no, I didn't understand it, but I, I'm not gonna. I'm not a medical guy. I mean, it's clearly, it's certainly possible if that's what the coach was told. Um, that's what he was told. Maybe it's some type of other issue. Uh, and I, in the, um, the other thing is he made that announcement about Pettis after the game. And he talked about it yesterday. Dante Pettis didn't return to the game on Sunday. Right. So right. I don't think there was this medical breakdown where uh, there needs to be some sort of uh, uh, examination of what in the heck happened. 
And I think looking at how the Bears have handled some of these players that have had concussions this season, you've seen how long it's been till they've returned to the practice field, returned to game action. I think they've probably been um, relatively conservative with what they've done and the decisions they've made. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't question him with uh, with scrutiny, maybe for some type of explanation. But I wouldn't scrutinize how the Bears have handled some of these. Uh, head injuries that the players have incurred this season. Brad, we'll let you go. Appreciate your time. I'm just curious, as we say goodbye here, um, we have always talked about the possibilities of trading down with the first or second pick in the draft, wherever they land, trading down, trying to get uh, maybe Will Anderson, trying to get maybe Jalen Carter. Should we now think about quarterbacks? When you hear – uh, no, I don't. General, so there's no chance they would take a quarterback in your mind. I don't think so. Not this year. Okay. Not this year. But if it I, was, I, if it was just, next year and you had the USC quarterback, maybe. Yeah, I gotcha. Well, so. next year, next year looks like a better crop for quarterbacks. I think you want to. I think the door's still wide open for Fields to take this job, and and really. Um, take full control of it, take take full control of the offense, ownership of the locker room, all of that. I I fully realize they've got to get a heck of a lot better around them. And that's, you know, unfortunately, we're not just talking about wide receiver and offensive line. The defense is atrocious. They've got to get better there. But he needs more time uh, to show what he can do. And, and they need look – at, look at the bright side here. Justin Fields going into uh, another season with the same offensive coaching staff. You know, he's had some turnover there, so that ought to help him out a little bit in 2023 as well. Thanks, Brad. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Have a great day. That is our guy, Brad Biggs, from the Chicago Tribune. You're listening to Mully and Haw, 312-644-6767. We'll come back with your calls on Chicago Sports Radio. Six, seven to score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. 312-644-6767 is the telephone number. We've been uh, uh, spending the morning talking about the uh, the tragedy that occurred last night when uh, when you uh, you saw a player collapse on the field. The uh, the safety from the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, just an awful thing to witness. Um, Demar Hamlin go down in the fashion in which he did. Need CPR. They had to revive him, resuscitate him, and uh, and then rush to a hospital, uh, the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, mm-hmm. and he remains there in critical condition as uh, as we speak about it now. But he is in stable critical condition. I mean, two I miles know that away, the terrible. hospital was yeah. from the stadium. They got him there in a hurry, and thank goodness that they had all the uh, equipment and technology necessary to save his life. That is what happened, and you saw. In real time, this unfold. It was frightening to hear they're waiting for his mother to come down from the stands to oh. ride in the ambulance, and then the uh, the reports throughout the night. And I guess a little bit of encouragement this morning. And you wake up for people just catching up. The Bills released a statement that said that he is uh, in critical condition, but um, it, he's still alive. And I think at some point in time last night, that was. The fear, and that was why everybody was reacting the way that they reacted. And you just don't use – you're right. The, you use the right word, too, tragedy, because we're used to processing injury when we're watching yeah. a football game. Not tragedy. No, no. And, um, man, it's just scary stuff uh, all the way around. And, and um, again, the health of the player is, is, the, um, is the major concern here, and that is a separate story to – to some of the stuff we've been talking about, uh, we just hope that that he is okay and that he improves and his condition improves and that um, and they can figure out if there is a medical solution to whatever he went through. You would imagine that uh, that they will um, they will have great experts there and and the league is everyone is concerned about it. Anyone who uh, who has been who has played sports or been around sports understands the the seriousness of the of the injury. Um, it was, it was, it looked like, it didn't look 
like anything out of the ordinary. Certainly we've seen worse hits than the tackle that he made on uh, T. Higgins, who had caught no a pass and turned. It, and it, it was just yeah. the way that he hit him. Right. It was where he hit him. It was, it was square in the chest, a blunt force uh, trauma, if you will. Right. And the reaction was he staggered and he went down, and he knew it was serious from the beginning. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, sixth-round draft pick, second year in the league, started 13 games for the Bills this year from Pitt. Mm. Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh kid who went to Central Catholic High School. Looking forward to talking to Dave Wanstead, who has a lot of connections with this story and a lot of perspective given his experience. But the, there's a lot of elements to this that go uh, beyond, obviously, the uh, what we saw last night. We were talking with someone about, but uh, with Brad Biggs in terms of when to play this game, if they resume this game. Curious to see what Coach has to say about that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I guess just based on the release and based on everything that we've heard, this is a case, of, a potential case of commodio cordis, which would result in death uh, because you are uh, hit with a lethal uh, blunt impact to the chest that, that interrupts the heart. Now, mercifully, you've got, um, and I, I think it's since, the uh, Hank Gathers, all these sporting events, you're, there's a defibrillator there. There are, you know, things have advanced so much, and there's so many, so much medical personnel on the sidelines of an NFL game that they are able to revive him and get him in that ambulance and get him to the hospital. And uh, and it, it, that tragedy, the tragedy that occurred, is bad enough. And the kid, let's hope that his career can continue and that he can come back from this, he can have a, a fruitful life. But, I mean, good God, he he was revived and resuscitated on the field. That's- and that's one of the bigger stories here, too, as well, is just a reminder, I, I communicated with a couple friends who are in the medical profession last night, and that was one of the first things they mentioned was, first of all, the reaction and their horror and their thoughts yeah. and prayers with the, yeah. with the young man, but also how this was handled and how it was able to be addressed because they had the defibrillators there on site, and right. they knew exactly what to do and how to react, and it was quick. Now, we waited 43 minutes from the time that the game paused to the time the game was officially postponed, longer than some people would have liked, but the haste with which they acted immediately saved his life. And, um, you know, again, there there are all sorts of things to consider because the season will carry on. The game itself was suspended. Uh, we don't know if it's canceled. We don't know what they plan to do about it. We've talked about the different possibilities that could take place. The simple fact is that the Bills uh, are 12-3 and three and the Chiefs are 13-3 and three because the Chiefs just won and those two teams, if they finished with the same record, it would be the Bills that would have home field advantage and the bye week. There's only one bye week. Uh, so we, we wonder what they do. The Bengals are, are whatever, 11-4. and four. Uh, They conceivably, if, um, if they were to win the game, if somehow they played it and the Chiefs were to lose at the Raiders and the Bengals then uh, won, uh, against uh, the Ravens, then the Bengals would be the team that could get to the number one seat. So there's th- th- this complication. This is secondary to the health of the player, sure. but it is an interesting complication, and we've had a lot of people make suggestions on on what should occur uh, at that point. Um, we'll, we'll get into all of it. We'll talk about it. We're going to bring in 
Coach wants that next, and we'll talk to Dave about uh, you know just the, the just how a team reacts. You know, this is not move the drill stuff, right? I mean, we know the NFL is designed; players are conditioned that if someone gets hurt, you move the drill ten yards and you keep going because it's all about moving forward. But this is a little bit of a different it's situation. A, it's a kind of a different a era, you would exactly. think, and the way the coaches reacted yeah. immediately. Right from Taylor and McDermott, they met and they talked, and there was just a, a human element to this that shouldn't go overlooked either, because it wasn't just the mentality of let's move the drill and let's move on and and boy let's get our our team ready to play because there was no way it was obvious from the get go that they were going to play that game. All right, we'll we'll be right back with Coach Wanstead. We'll do that next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. Wanstead, Bears head coach for six years. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them Cowboys? Great mustache. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Wanting. Hanging out with Molly and Hawn. Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you Next very question. Much. Dave Wanstead. Molly and Hawn, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Always a delight to, uh, to talk to Coach Wanstead. And uh, under these serious conditions, it's... Uh, it's also uh, it's really nice to have the wisdom of uh, of Dave here with us, and he joins us uh, here in studio. And coach, you um, I, as a pit guy, you know the pit players, and you have a connection. Obviously, having played there and coached there, um, I'm sure your phone was blowing up when uh, uh, when this occurred. I'd be curious to know. Uh, were you watching the game when Demar Hamlin uh, was injured? Did you see oh, I, it live? Yeah, I, I, I did, Molly, and uh, and then obviously watched all the social media replays of it. And and you're right. I mean, I, I guess the first word that comes to mind is scared. I mean, you know, I mean, right. it, fear was the first thing that, that came in my mind. And you mentioned the pit connection. Yes, and and you know, I'm on a group text with guys that didn't play, obviously, with, with DeMar. I'm talking about Tony Dorsett and Russ Grimm, Hall of Fame players. We have a huge text that we all play, guys have played together. And that was the word that just kept showing up, you know, the the unknown and fear, fear, fear. And, um, um, yeah, it, it's uh, – and, and then, you know, as you guys know, I mean, I'll, I'll be real about this now. I got five grandsons here that play from 15 to 5, and they all play football. Right. And my phone's ringing. It's my daughter's. Dad, what is this? What is going on? You know what I mean? Right. And personalize it. Yeah, and it yeah. Br- it brings it right to home. And you know, it's when you don't know the unknown and and a real, real scary unknown, and we still don't know. Um, boy, it is. Uh, I, I've never been around. I've been around this game for, as you guys know, a long time, and never anything like this or close. Well, you're looking at it as a father. You look at it as a grandfather. And, Dave, you also probably looked at it as a coach. So when you watched Sean McDermott, when you watched Zach Taylor reacting the way that they did and come to, I don't know if it was their conclusion or if the decision was made for them, but how did you interpret and what did you think about the way the coaches handled the situation, given your experience? I, th- I thought they both did a fantastic job. I mean, it was um, very sen- – about as sensitive as you could be, you know, with both teams. Uh, 
you know, the coaches together, obviously getting together and, and, and discussing it. And, and, and I don't know how much information they were getting uh, concerning, you know, the health situation, but I thought they did a, a great job with it. And there was no other option, obviously, for the NFL but to do this. And, you know, I started thinking about this. You know, I've had players uh, where I've had to sit down and tell them, you know, that the injury you have is, is going to keep you out a few weeks. Uh, the injury that you have is going to be for the year. The injury that you have could be career-ending. Yeah. Uh, mental health issues, okay, personal issues, divorces. I mean, personal kids' issues. You know, nothing that's ever been life or death. I mean, that's what makes this um, such a tragedy and, 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 and so, so unusual that uh, I, I think – and then everybody saw it, you know, uh, that's that's the thing, right? The national television audience. Mm. Yeah. But- and, 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 you know, and, and, and I, I will give credit to the medical team yep. there. You know, my, my nephew, you guys know Bobby. He was a yep. assistant trainer here a long time with the Bears. Now he's the head trainer at the Bucks. I did not talk to him, you know, recently, but I know over the years we talk all the time, and he, all he talks about is how much training they do, uh, you know, and rehearsing they do. Uh, in dry runs that they do for any type of situation medically like this that could come up during the course of a game, and uh, you know, but but still, when you, when you pull out the electric shockers and and apparently that yes. happened on the field, yep. that gets anybody's attention as far as the severity of it. We, we talked about it a little bit this morning too, Dave. I mean, you know, we haven't seen this happen on the field because it's such an unusual. Um, occurrence and mercifully there are um, there are medical professionals there there are defibrillators at every game yep. there are ways that you can deal with this sort of thing they they did a remarkable job they brought the man back to life and they you know 24 years old and for this to happen and and they got him in the ambulance they got the ambulance out there they got him to the to the hospital i know he's in critical condition but in other scenarios, this could have been much worse. I mean, this this is a bad situation, and I think everybody is is saying prayers and hoping that this works out well. But you know, kudos to anybody that is in that profession because it's extraordinary that you can that it, with the right you know with the under the right circumstances, this is not a fatality. And and here's hoping. Yeah, and you know just watching from afar and and obviously been on the field when nothing like this but an injury that was severe enough where it it was happening closer to your bench you know you could just tell by the different colors of the jackets and the jerseys you know who was Cincinnati and who was Buffalo right, right. i mean this is all hands on deck i yes. mean sit, there was as many bengal doctors and trainers you know as as you looked at that picture that were hands on as there were yeah. you know from the across the field from buffalo so you're I, I i'm agreeing with you molly i mean the minute that they they knew it was serious it yeah. was it, it was all hands on this was not uh bengal's versus buffalo i mean this was uh there's a young man's life that's in danger right here and and let's do what we got to do so at 907 local time they postponed the game officially and the league made an announcement 43 minutes had passed since the game had paused. Certainly, it's unprecedented. Certainly, there are a lot of things you don't ever anticipate, decisions you have to make. 
was that I think it was the right call. It was the only call they could make. Did it take too long for them to make the call? Do you understand that that the conversation this morning? No, I mean, it, that made it difficult. I think the longer it went, you know, now your mind's racing and, and the, the thoughts are coming in and they're not good thoughts. You don't get any news at all. I think that's what was is stressful probably for the other players, man. You want to see your teammate. You want to see your brother uh, give you a thumbs up or you want to see him open right. his eyes and wave right. to right. you. And then as bad as an injury as it might be, everybody can kind of put their guard down and say, he'll be fine. You know, he's going to get the best of care. But the whole unknown factor, and, and unknown for, what, 40 minutes or something, David, whatever you said, that's a thing that really was unusual. And I, and I could see where Joe Buck and Troy and everybody oh, yeah. on ESPN, what do you say? You know, like, right. like No one had ever been around this before. Yeah. And there was a lot of guys on there that had played in the league and had a lot of bad injuries and uh, – you know, it's uh, uncharted waters, to speak, and um, it's it's very difficult. The thing you don't want to do is just over is say something or put something on social media that's not well, true. That's, that's a good point because I thought ESPN was responsible in that way. It was a conscious decision. I think there were two big decisions. Number one, they didn't show the replay right. at all. They didn't want people to relive that and agonize through that. Number two, there were a lot of – reports from reporters on the scene in the city, other networks that were maybe unconfirmed reports. ESPN did not report that information. They used their own reporters. They maybe waited a little bit longer maybe to get it right, but in the context of everybody watching fearfully, it was a very difficult thing to process. I thought they handled that responsibly because not knowing and seeing things come through, not knowing how how – valid the information would be absolutely i mean it's because everybody would have an opinion at that point you know yes. and there's a lot of first responders and everyone's got doctor friends and yeah. on and on and yeah. and the minute somebody's on another station and they start reporting information because of what somebody assumes or thinks um it's 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 not good it's not right yeah i, I mean and and again the fact that the medical professionals were there you know seconds count when you're talking about oxygen deprivation to the brain, when you're talking about any interruption with the heart, uh, you know, you've got to have, and I hope all of this turns out right. I really do. And I, I, and I pray it does, but I, I just think that we've got to get that confirmation. You know, we've got to yep. find that out. That'll be hopefully the information that comes today that, 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 that he is responding and he's back and, and all that, but it, it is just, it's one of the scariest things I think I've ever seen watching a sporting event yeah. because it just was so out of nowhere. I'm, I'm sure, as everybody, the initial thought was head injury, right? Yes. I mean, that was every, yes. everybody. I'm sitting there watching it, and I says, geez, it didn't look like it was a helmet-to-helmet collision, but maybe it was. You know I mean? I've seen guys that, that you didn't think got hit at all, and, and all of a sudden they're concussed, you know? So that was my first thought initially, and then I'm sitting there and saying, oh, "Wait a minute, you know he he should be." And then you see the CPR. the reactions though. The yeah. reactions. The reactions were so like dev- the, the players were devastated, like they knew immediately this was worse than just somebody oh, yeah. getting knocked out or having you know being disoriented. This was somebody yeah. who was unconscious and needing CPR. Yeah, yeah, CPR. CPR. Unbelievable. It's a heart attack. That's that's what happened, and it was caused by the hit. That is the reality of what occurred. A very rare circumstance but um 
if if anyone's confused about it, that is what we have been uh, told. That's what the uh, Buffalo uh, Bills reported, and uh, and we will you know be patiently awaiting any more information, and we'll get it to you as uh, as we receive it. Uh, we have Coach Wanstead here. We're going to uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit, maybe talk a little Bears. You know, we're keeping all this in context, and we're trying to be respectful because everyone is concerned about it, but. Uh, but we will talk to Coach Wanstead when we return. It's Mully and Hall on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 